Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome back, back to Faking, to Faking Movies. Movies. I'm your host, Jessica. <laughs> here with me are my guests, at, or here with me are my hosts, as always, Lee. Hi, Jess. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Yep. Zach. <laughs> hey, Jess. How's it going? And our special guest. Seth. Hi, uh, uh, it's good to be back here. It's been a while, um, but I'm happy to be back on the show for episode 171. We're glad to have wow, you, buddy. That's crazy. Yeah. Jess, how did you have the stamina to keep this show going for so long? I never give up on anything, including my friends. Wow. 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 <laughs> In times like these, this is just the optimism that we need. The world needs this. this it's great. true. Yeah. What? the world needs now <laughs> is jessica Aww, thanks, guys. Uh, but jess is here so uh anyway uh this week <laughs> yep. we're uh doing a movie i'm so into this <laughs> yeah keep going called vibes yep. a movie that i used to love to watch as a kid um uh, i still enjoyed it as an adult uh, um that may not be a popular opinion but that's okay this mm-hmm. 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 Okay. um I'm not, I don't remember, Seth, uh, who did we give you as uh-huh. the uh, actors this week? Okay, so... For... Jess, Jess, not we. Who did you give, Seth, since this is your show? <laughs> oh, my mistake. Who did I give you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope these people are actually central to the plot, because I suspect they may not be. Um, oh. But the, the people that I was given are, first up, Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is Jeff quote a bloomers gold bloom mm-hmm. in the vernax. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, next we have Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Columbo himself. <laughs> get get ready because that that sort of thing does come up in my movie quite often. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> cool. And uh, bringing up the rear of this this these four horsemen of the apocalypse is Steve Buscemi. Now, uh-huh. Seth, oh, yes. you said you're hoping that um, these people are central to the plot. I'm just all I'm going to say is 75 percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. OK. Right. So you might be surprised which 75 percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But wait till you find out which one. <laughs> yeah. More at 11. Mm. All right. So um, I have a couple of teens are saying that these three people star in the movie vibes. But which three? You'll find out more at 11. Children, children at 11, are... The, kid, the kids are dead. Yeah. So anyway, let's get to um, Seth's story, because I really want to hear about it. Uh, but yeah, it's really well, good. Yeah, but I, I had Wait, one is Jess more... a better host than any of us have yeah, ever Yeah, obviously. You know that I'm terrible at <laughs> yeah. this. I, keep, I talk I about it all I just really want to keep interrupting Lee, because he's been antagonistic every time I've been mm-hmm. on, and it's yeah, my yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. It's hey, because hey, you're my best friend, and I just feel so comfortable yeah, around you. True. So anyway, Seth's story, go. Um, oh, well, okay. Man, the guests have really been giving it to me lately. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of failed ideas, one of which I might like some input, and then I have the real one. 
Okay. So okay. Um, the first idea I had for for vibes was a fictionalized biopic about Leon Theremin, because the guy who invented the theremin, you you yep. know how he has like a crazy ass life, and you know I feel like you've told his life story on the show. Yeah, before. we have talked about mm-hmm. this, but I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, things. well, yeah. the long story short, he invented the theremin in the twenties, was super famous, and then ended up in back in Russia in the gulags. Uh, went to the science gulag, invented yeah. most of the Soviet spycraft. Um, yep. because while he was in the science gulag, the Shashurka in, in Moscow. Right. Um, and then he just, they just let him go. And then he lived out the rest of his life after he created some really awesome spy shit. Like, yeah, like that is fucking all weird. based off of like calculating the way, the, um, the ways that people were speaking based on the vibrations of the windows of the U S embassy. He had it. Yeah. We, yeah. we have a mini episode yeah, about probably. this where you, where you told us yeah, this it's story. A, it's, it's a very cool thing. Did he do the thing that where like it, it's like a wooden thing mm-hmm. that like echoes in a certain yeah, way. Yeah. It was a great seal of the United States it. with a hollow beak. And right. used, it was art that was very functional. Yep. Yeah. And used a yeah. passive radio transmitter inside of it to hear everything happening in the U S ambassador's office. It was a very cool thing. Fucking anyway, wild. Yeah. I thought that would be a good idea. My second idea was Steve Buscemi as a traveling down and out vibrator salesman. Um, <laughs> thought that's where we were going with this yeah i mean the first one was is you know about music vibes uh this one is about of, you know of the four people we gave you he is the right choice for that yeah for sure i need yes. better leads damn it needs, <laughs> I need to... all of these wives are so satisfied <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Love it. the next one is an unlicensed beach boys biopic so instead oh. of good vibrations, it's just called vibes. <laughs> and instead of the Beach Boys, they're called the Sand Lads or <laughs> or the Shore Kids or like like the Estuary Students, something like that. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the first one. <laughs> um, and it's not like Surfer Girl uh. or Surfing USA. It's Boogie Board Boogie. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's not the... Is it real gritty, too? It's for like the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for trademark. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Legally distinct. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, their lead singer is, of course, not not Brian Wilson, like, lead songwriter. It's actually Wayne Brilson. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, because... And then, finally, no, just... it's not the album Pet Sounds. It's domestic animal noises. <laughs> Now, uh, if this is like a modern take, if it's yeah. like Talladega Night style or like Walk Hard, oh my God, this could work yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I had the thought that I would get some input from you guys with more Beach Boy goofs, but I may have exhausted it already. So maybe we should oh, just I move mean, on to my real movie. Or, or, yeah. or Lee, you got yeah. something? You got something for me? Oh, I you say, got something Mike, for me, you, baby. You goof. We could goof on Mike Love's name. You know, that'd be pretty easy. My my glove is his real name. Oh, Not my cool. glove, my glove, in the movie. Okay. <laughs> what if uh, instead of the actors we gave you, it just starred the monkeys? Oh. Well, see, that would be. I love it. It'd be so <laughs> subversive because the There's Beach one. Boys were the response to the British invasion. So. 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And the monkeys were the response to, hey, we bought a TV studio and it came with all these instruments. Why don't we hire yeah, some actors? True. And then Hermes Hermits show up and it just everything goes to hell. Um, Right. Moving on. All right. So Dave Clark five. Oh, I do like the Dave Clark five. Um, Damn it. I was just trying to. Never mind. Go, go, go. <laughs> OK. Um. All right. So let's get into my real movie. I wrote it immediately before we started recording, and it is not great. So, uh, the movie opens with a blank screen and nothing but sounds, um, like, from all over. Like, you have to have a really good sound system in your theater for this to work. You know, you, you guys remember back when you could go to theaters? Barely. Yeah. Oh, barely. It was a long time ago. Do you remember when they were doing those, like, 4D, I have that written X right movies? here. From all yeah. over, probably a 4D theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was so there's really one just water spritz and one like air blow. Yeah, except it's, I think it was except just there were speakers smell. in the headrest. Yeah. And that was about it. Uh, yeah, they like okay. vibrate or something. Um, but this one just had oh, like your movie with Steve Buscemi. Lee, I think you're being yeah. rude to our guest. Please let him continue. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> wow, fucking keeping it tight. <laughs> I'm gonna work on myself. So um. <laughs> Uh, so in my 4D theater, uh, you know, you hear footsteps that appear sort of behind the audience and, you know, then around the side and up front. And yeah, like I said, you just need a really good sound system for this. So, uh, the screen is still blank. You hear the sounds of a gunshot and, uh, kind of an unsettling nervous laugh, uh, a scream, uh, something rolling across the floor of a room, uh, and something akin to a sack of potatoes falling on a wooden floor. Um, so, uh, we smash cut to the title screen and a man walking down the street, a man whose back looks suspiciously like Steve Buscemi's. <laughs> is, is it because he's dropping vibrators as he wants? <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel stuff? <laughs> this will help you come home. Oh. It's a tagline. Um... So uh, he's walking sort of jauntily down the street, artfully dodging and weaving through all the sidewalk traffic, moving out of the way of bikes and slow walkers. And he approaches a street and stops for a moment, then steps into the street, only to have uh, a taxi cab make a sudden illegal turn and uh, almost hit him. Uh, the taxi driver, being an asshole, flips the walking man off and screams, Hey, buddy, what are you, blind or something? Um, and now we finally see the walking man's face, and Steve Buscemi pulls down his giant sunglasses to reveal his pupils are, like, slightly milky, uh, in color. And he says, okay. yeah, I am. You got a problem with that asshole? And then... <laughs> that was a pretty good Buscemi, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, he smacks the taxi cab and keeps on sauntering down the street. Um, we cut to black again for a few minutes, and we hear all of the sound, uh... Like, like around us there's there's again no visual at this point so like the sounds are like really painting a picture of the rest of steve's walk to work where he stops mm. and he talks to of course the ice cream man and we can really feel that the the fifth person that you gave me from this movie the city of new york um oh. is, oh, is... <laughs> so it is about it. vibrators it's sex and city i understand yeah Go on. we were the miranda the whole time <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> is that the sex and city know, theme? Man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, but uh, I didn't actually. I, I, yeah, it shouldn't be. New York is not a character. Fuck that. Anyway, we hear like school bells. <laughs> um, uh, and as we as we keep going, we hear like a siren or two, some chain links rustling, that sort of thing. Doors open, and we hear a good morning detective. And then immediately we smash cut to the visuals again, and see Steve Buscemi walk into the precinct, give greetings to people, walk down the hall, and finally get to his office and sit down. He tosses his glasses on the desk, puts his feet up. Um, and then who other than Peter Falk should walk in and say, well, I don't think I can do the Peter Falk voice justice, but it's, uh, no, I don't try. try. I don't know if I can try. Um, Start start with a one more more thing. thing. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Stevie, uh, yeah, we, we, we got this case that even the feds can't figure out. They want you. You know, Steve is like, thanks, Petey. It wasn't great. Um, I, uh, let's get started, I guess. They get to Petey's car and drive towards the crime scene, and as we do, there's some exposition, of course, but the visuals will intermittently sort of cut out again, and we still hear all of this rich, vibrant sound everywhere um, that really kind of, like, you can hear them going across a bridge. Like, it's, it's, it's very obvious that you can tell what's happening, even though you can't see things, um, which is kind of the, the shitty point of my whole movie. Um, okay. obviously, you save money on your cinematography. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it it doesn't sound city, shitty as much as like challenging. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little pretentious, yeah. shall we say? All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though this is a goofy comedy crime thing going on. Oh. Anyway, um, uh, finally we arrive and the visuals are back. So we look at the scene. The witness, Sidney Lopper, is talking to some beat cops who are clearly shitty at their jobs um, and are clearly not getting anywhere. And apparently, Sidney uh, uh, was Sid, Cindy, Cindy Lopper. Um, was uh, closing everything up at a museum when suddenly the lights cut out. And um, when the lights were back on, everything in the museum was was somehow taken. And the cameras were... All of it. Everything. And the cameras were all blacked. And then, you know, we go on and we have the description of what uh, Cindy heard and the crappy audio from the security cams because they had audio. Mm. Which is not a thing security cams usually have. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can, I can test to that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I it's I I kind of need them for for Steve Buscemi's magic powers to work. So makes sense. Um, oh, he has magic okay. powers. Well, he doesn't yeah. have magic powers. He's we're we're doing a psych, but yeah. Uh, so Jeff right. Jeff yeah, Goldblum yeah. is the curator of the museum, and he's here to uh, comfort That's Cindy and demand oh. that the police take some sort of action. And of course, every once in a while in this scene, the the visuals sort of uh, flip out and you can't see anything. Um, So we do some investigating and Steve is walking around the space, listening to as much as he can. Uh, Cindy is confused. So so the exposition comes from Peter Falk, who has to explain to both, uh, I wrote Jeffy, uh, to uh, Cindy and Jeffy that... That's can't can we just bloomers? I, we had established bloomers. I, I like I like Jeffy. It reminds me of what's that? Family service. Yeah, family service. It's oh. awful. Yeah. Um <laughs> so Peter Falk explains to Cindy and Jeffy that Steve mm. lost his sight as a very at a very young age, but overcame it by being able to quote see the vibrations and his just like Ray Charles. Yeah. yeah, there are people that like echolocate. Or, or, or like, that's a real or thing. daredevil. Um, oh, yeah, like it's noted real human daredevil. Yeah, noted real human daredevil. 
Um, noted real human Ben Affleck. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so his hearing is is so good that he can recognize the vibes. Um, yeah, just the mm-hmm. name of the movie or whatever. I didn't I didn't think this one so well out. Really selling. Yeah, so yeah, you're so upset. I don't know uh, like why. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so so he uh, it's it's like he's he ain't blind after all, um, you know. So uh-huh. you know, it's almost like he's not blind at all. There we are. That's it. Lee Lee puts more stink on yeah. it. I think it needs more stink. Yeah, he's right. Um, so Steve yeah. does some investigating, of course, more questions, and tries to imagine the scene of the crime after uh, Cindy explains the sounds that she had thought she heard. Um, the movie continues. We have several similar cl- crimes. I obviously didn't write them because I didn't care to. Um... <laughs> no middles. Faking movies. <laughs> no middles. The only sandwich shop in town it's... that only serves bread. It's like Boy, the Irish troubles, but the middles. Man. <laughs> You can you can you can call us Subway because we have nothing but shitty bread um, and jalapeno stems. <laughs> famously, anyway, uh, Cindy is now along with the ride with uh, Steve and Peter. Like she's just hanging out. Eventually, it is plainly obvious that uh, Bloomers did it um, and has the taste for taste for crime. Um, and there are situations. <laughs> does, he, does he taste crime much like Steve Buscemi? Oh, that would have been. Oh, now we got a whole franchise way going. better. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 Steve can see the vibes and Bloomers oh. can taste the crime, they they bring like paintings to Bloomers, and he goes, "No, nah, that one's a forgery. No, nah, uh, taste taste fake." Yeah. Yep, yeah. he's just yeah. destroying priceless pieces of artwork by licking yep. them. Steve, you have to stop. Or Jeffy. Jeffy. Ugh, gross. Um, oh, right, it. so there are some situations where there's some cat and mouse James, like Jeff Jeffy uh, traps Stevie in a factory oh. or something where the sound is so intense that, that you know, Steve can't actually see anything, um, which I realize now is a, definitely a thing that happened in one of the many Daredevil attempts at a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the visuals throughout all of this keep flipping in and out, uh, just as you would expect that we have established in this probably 85 minute film. Um, and at the, uh, at the very end, we have Peter, uh, Peter Falk wounded, but alive and a standoff between bloomers. And he's like holding Cindy hostage. And there's a super loud factory at the top of some scaffolding or something that is definitely not OSHA approved. And uh, I learned that from Brian Brian Gilbert. Yeah, and there's uh, sparks everywhere, for instance. Um, mm. And uh, Steve makes a heroic leap at Jeffy and and Cindy, <laughs> catching Cindy with like one arm and pushing Jeffy off, and he falls to the floor and he like lands on his back, and you hear a sickening like crack. Um, of course. Uh, so Steve is like holding Cindy by the wrist, climbs up, and you know they limp over to a clearly clearly dying Jeffy. Uh, how'd you do it, Steve? There's there was just so much noise, just good vibes, man. Says Steve, and then Jeff passes out or dies or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and the um and the closing is Cindy and Steve limping out of the factory into the sunset, and a bespoke Sydney Lauper song plays over the credits. Well, which one? Oh, fuck! It's bespoke. It's in. It's bespoke. They made it's it for this movie. movie. It's called. Give it, give it, give it. 
my my vibe is something. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. My vibe. <laughs> my um, girls just wanna <laughs> have vibes. No. There it is. Okay. okay. I don't know. That <laughs> that only me. works for the traveling vibrator salesman movie. Uh, yeah, I really oh, I oh, I man. don't know or like eighties movie like eighties music at all. So like I I got nothing. Sure. I literally have well, nothing. Anyway, there's a lot of fully work in this movie. And clearly. the uh the ambient sound elements are extremely heightened in this. So it's it's yeah. it's like uh yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's the crappy movie. I had a lot of it's trouble a movie writing made this one. to be watched on a plane with headphones. Yeah, definitely. Oh. And I had a I lot mean, of trouble writing anything for this. I was not feeling it. I was I got nothing. to that end. I was going to say, unless just our benevolent host has very strong opinions about this movie, I think you still have one. Oh boy, probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 All right. We'll tell me. Out. Tell me. Tell me more. Um. Tell me more. I don't think you understand how deep my love for Cindy Lauper goes. Uh, that's fair. Does uh, it perhaps go all the way to a hole to China, Jess? It. It does. Mm-hmm. Is this a Sydney Lauper song? song? They wrote for, it is the song that plays in the credits at the very end. Mm-hmm. There is a bespoke song. It wasn't. It wasn't Howard the Duck. No. Oh. No, another movie not, after my heart. Why do you keep doing this? Story? Really, you love Jesus Howard the Christ. <laughs> okay. I have bad taste. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I think I've said on on the cast before that I had a huge crust on Leah on on Leah Thompson. But man, oh, naturally, yeah. she is great. Yeah. Of course, Caroline could live in my city anyway. Yeah, Whoa. call me Richard yeah. because I'm that shitty boyfriend from <laughs> the show Caroline in yeah. the City. Wow. Call me Dell because I'm the other shitty boyfriend from earlier seasons of Caroline in the City. I don't think they were ever together though. He was just like Dude, no. Her and Dell, her and Dell were together for the early seasons, and then Richard professed his love oh, for her when she was right. about to get married. You're right, you're right. And then they didn't get together because Richard got together with his ex-wife, and then they did a will they won't they for like a season, and then it got canceled. Yeah. You know, when I woke up this morning, I did not envision this day including a serious conversation about the love arcs in Caroline in the City. Um, why? Yeah, why, why, why wouldn't you, you expect that? Yeah, expect what that other short-lived story. NBC sitcoms would you like me to go over all the romantic News arcs radio? In? No, I think I think we're good. Oh, I, I know mean, it's Yeah, I mean, Mara Tierney and Dave Foley. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would never happen in real life, yeah. And, and of course, Matthew, Matthew loved... Uh, um, oh, Christ, she was on NCIS New York. All right, Lee. Oh. We're just moving on. Um, well, and, and Andy Dick as, tried the, to as the guest, I'm soon. gonna have to force uh. our hand. And hey, um, okay. Uh, all right, uh, Seth Strepin. Here's the IMDb one sentence summary. Yes, 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 yes. This it's gonna get wild real fast. Here we go. Two psychics are hired to find the location of a lost Incan city located, capitalized for some reason, somewhere in the Ecuadorian <laughs> mountains that is said to hide great treasure. That sounds great. How could you guys? <laughs> I know. This, I know. You think it would the, be? I was it's, so excited to watch this. Yeah, you think it would be so has good? Such a great like like premise. The it's it is like a proto national treasure. It should mm. be a proto national treasure. It is everything except that. Oh, it is boy. so all right. Much all right. different. Give me, than give, that. me yeah. them, now, give me them. Give me them. Do you want to do? Do you want to do as? Jess, do you want to do as traditional and and give the longer summary, or, or do you want me to do it this week? Um, I, I'll do a little bit. I'll 
sounds like you could fill in the blanks. Okay. okay. So, sounds good. Because I'm not great with the names. Right, I don't pay so, all the attention. I mean, we just do actor names uh, usually. So, uh, on your show. Fade in. F- fade in. Uh, it starts with like... Uh, the fabulous Freebirds are, are fighting Stop. at Madison Square There's, Garden. So you first, know that like, it's 1980-whatever. The first three minutes is just like foggy, six, weird, six, yes. through like mountains in Ecuador. Uh-huh, what yeah. oh, right, the hell yeah. is going on? All of a sudden... They, like, finally get to this area where there's this, um, like, rune kind of in the middle of things. And they start, like, hacking at it with a crowbar and a mm-hmm. hammer and all this stuff. And underneath it, they uncover this glowing pyramid bit. And the one guy touches it. I don't know who the hell these actors were. They, one of them. One, one of them is Michael Lerner, yeah, who's he, in a bunch mm-hmm. of, like, Coen Brother movies. He winds up being stuff, a, but... Is that the guy who winds up being a little bit more important who lives? He's the one who was in the hospital okay. later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the one guy touches it, and he starts speaking in tongues. And then cool. the Michael Lerner's character, as I'm learning his name, um, Hi. He, hey, he touches that guy, and he gets blasted back. So he lives, but he's his brains are all fried. And the other guy presumably dies. I don't remember uh, if, yeah, was, I think it's, if it was clear and implied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, then they like flash to this. Uh, it's in New York City. It's uh, oh, psychic wait, testing, it, essentially. Why didn't you guys give me that character? It doesn't take place. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because New York City is the character. You know, it's right, a character exactly. in this movie. It's like, like the, the, the beginning of the threw, of the story. It, they they yeah, threw it's, it. It's off. like the tenth character. Yeah. In, in if story. anything, the Andes are the the, the fifth character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were just okay. we were just trying to throw you off. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, so you flash this. Um, this is where you meet um. Uh, Cindy Lauper's character, who is a psychic, whose name Naturally. is Cynthia Pickel, not Pickle. Mm-hmm. Um, Spelled pickle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, you meet uh, a real uh, Frankenstein. His name is Frankenstein Nick. Can't remember his last name. Lachey. Um, it's matter. not Lachey. Would be cool. And then um, Kroll. Uh, the other important psychic that you meet at this bit is um, Googie Gress's character, who's uh, I don't know who the hell that is. <sighs> you you've seen. You I'm would sure you've seen. Him. He's a character actor. He's also in one of my other favorite movies, which you guys are going to go. Eh. It's called Babes in Toyland, and it's... Jess, I watched that movie so many times as a kid. Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves, and Mm -hmm. fight me, it is one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Did you know that there's a there's like a three hour plus version of that movie that like is impossible to find? Find it for me, I will watch it. (laughs) Anyway, it was like one of those Christmas Christmas movies, uh, or it was one of those like VHS get it at McDonald's kind of movies. Yeah, that's where I got mine. I got mine at McDonald's. (laughs) It's great. Um, It's real Mac and me. Shut up. (laughs) No, this movie was okay. Mm. Anyway, okay, um, yeah. Mac and me is decidedly not. It's not. It's no, not great. No. Um, but they're they're like testing out their abilities, and it it turns out like the head doctor guy is doing it because he's specifically trying to recruit people to go to the city. But you don't really find that out till later. Um, Julian's uh, is it Julian Sands plays the the head doctor. I, I, he's a guy. I feel Again, like I'm I'll gonna get lost in the for... weeds here. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Why am I am I going too fast? No. Okay. Other one. 
Go faster. Ah! We're like 10 minutes in or something, right? Yes, roughly. I thought you wanted to go step by step. No. You can skip steps, much like we always do in our Anyway, so next thing is that he can touch an item and he can like feel where it's been or like all kinds of stuff. Right. And then um, Cindy Lauper's character, Cynthia, she has a, she's a medium. She has a psychic friend named Louise. She's from Mm -hmm. the other realm blah 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 she's a dead person who talks oh to so she has like a haunted doll yes so mm-hmm. then yeah. in her brain basically yeah, yeah. right so um jeff goldblum's character is a curator at a museum i think yeah you know oh, oh shit yeah i guess so he, wow weird <laughs> he like touches items and he's able to tell them like a lot of stuff about them and so sure. see if they're actually like valuable or worthful whatever and then yeah. um that's just a side note but then um, Harry, played by Peter Falk, he um, breaks into Cynthia's apartment, uh, Cindy Lauper's um, apartment, and he uh, propositions her to uh, help him find his son. Which it turns out, he's not trying to find his son, he's trying to find this lost city. Mm-hmm. Um, they think it's a city of yeah. gold, but it, it's really a city with like psychic power stuff. Yeah, it's the the great. It's the it's where all the psychic power in the world emanates from, yes. or some shit like that. that and is... they want to try to tap into it so they could rule the world. Yes. Is a general idea. Mm, this is a real uh, this is a real plot from a Pinky in the Brain episode or some shit. Yeah. The the stakes are absurdly high. Yeah. So uh, this is a real Hudson Hawk. <laughs> so I mean, things go on. They go. They get there. There's. Uh, Googie Gress's character, uh, he plays a German guy. Um, yeah. Very accented. Ingo, oh, that's, oh. Uh, he he has very a very accented. accented German accent, is what you yeah. say? Sometimes very accented, sometimes not so accented. Yeah. Um, he, he, like, keeps kind of trying to thwart them, as mm-hmm. do some other people. There's a lot of killing bits and blah, 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 or trying to kill so them. This is a comedy? Um, I assume this is a comedy. Action comedy, supernatural yeah. action comedy. Okay, yeah, I mean yeah. that's kind of what I envisioned for my movie as well. It's like slightly less funny than like I don't know. I think I think I remember romancing the stone being a little bit more of an action comedy. Yeah, I feel like this movie kind of rips off. I think it, that's that's yeah. that's the exact feeling I was I was getting. Like yeah. as soon as I heard the description, I was like, "This is romancing the stone." Yeah. There is there is Jess. While you're giving the description of the movie, I, I'm gonna f- try to find this. I found a uh, a term that they were using when they marketed the movie mm-hmm. that I think will perfectly explain. There this. will be blood. Please go on. Actionomedy. <laughs> um, and then well, and and now comes for the what is it the what do you always call it the tedious romantic subplot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, it's right. Yeah. Steve Buscemi, <laughs> Sidney Lauper, no. and Steve Buscemi. Oh. So Buscemi is like a, a nonsense side character. He plays He's one the cast of off, yeah. her ex-boyfriends who like meets her at the racetrack and is trying to get her to like talk to Louise, her um, super mm, to get some secret. natural. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, and then like they're leaving and his his like new girlfriend's like, whatever his name is. Mama, are we going? And yeah. And she's Mama. like, yeah, I don't remember his name. And then she, Mama, Mama. <laughs> She was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I always fall for the losers was kind of her, like, thing. But um, yeah. at one point when she was talking to Nick, she tells him, Nick, uh, Goldblum's character, she tells him that uh, his girlfriend is cheating on him. Um, oh, yeah. And he goes home and he takes her 
panties off while they're like getting intimate and um he holds them in his hand for a second and he's like another man has touched these panties and <laughs> yeah, she, he's like, like oh a my whole she, hockey team she's like, like oh my dad was doing the laundry and he's like is your dad a hockey player he scored two goals and an assist <laughs> That's exactly it's, the line. I that know. is the line of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, um, it's by the way, the, the movie was described as romancing the Ghostbusters in the Temple of Doom. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Turns out. Fewer hearts being ripped out, but. So. Kalima. Except for mine, I guess. Um, This Louise character, the, um, the, the dead ghost lady who talks to Cindy Lauper's character. She also passes on to Nick that he's going to find his true love or something like that during this time. And then they get more, you know, more and more close. She comes on to him and he turns her away and then it's a whole thing. Um, there's some awkwardness. And then uh, then they, they go looking for the, the city because he just feels he has to find it. He's being drawn towards it because of the psychic energy. And she's like, no, we got to go the other way because Louise is telling us to go the other way. But she didn't want her to go towards danger. What? Yeah, Louise, what is, Louise I, was trying right. to lead them to safety. <laughs> what is I'm happening? Sorry. I know. Yes, you skipped. I, you I skipped did, the whole I sequence. In, uh, no, you're, you you're doing fine. This movie the, uh, is just frenetic and weird, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they they eventually end up in South America with Peter Falk. Oh, they did that one. And they're. Well, they're in yeah. the hotel, and there's a lot of shenanigans in the hotel I where people are trying that. to murder them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I skipped all that. I think correctly. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Because then, then they go to talk to that guy in the hospital, and he's just his brain is fried. He's scrambled. The guy yeah. from like, the original scene. Yeah. He's fried like uh, I don't know his real name. Uh, Michael Lerner. That guy. His <laughs> should, his yeah. his brain's scrambled like eggs. Pronouns. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seth, you're having the experience that I had watching this movie. So don't don't try to make sense of it. Just go along for the ride. <laughs> they do eventually figure out that Peter Falk was lying to them, and he's just trying to get rich. Yeah, sure, yeah. Right, of course. Oh, I skipped oh, a sense. lot. I forgot. No, that's fine. It's okay. Oh. We're on the we're on the road to perdition, to El Dorado. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, but then I don't know. But then the they find they up. find the, they find the lost city. After the bad guys show up and kill Peter Fall. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Does it? Does and he? Does he say one more? Thing. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, see, you think it would be in his contract? right? Yeah, I assume it would. <laughs> yeah. As you wish. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he's like, "Hey, grandson, you want to hear about uh, people boning?" Because <laughs> Peter, can we uh, can we get one more take on the death scene? As you wish. <laughs> I think he Christ. does do it real hammy, though, doesn't he? Of course, oh, of course he does. Yeah. I don't think Peter Falk you know, has a subtle bone in his body. I, 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 disagree. I disagree with this, and we can talk about mm. it. All right, that's fine. Weird. Okay. Uh, and Anyway, I don't know. I'm just going to skip some stuff. Then they finally get to the Lost City, and by force, because they got uh, that doctor guy in the beginning who was doing the study. Him and Googie Gress show up. And they Dr. Sayus? Um, is Dr. Sayus there? No. Yeah. Oh sh- If it'll move no. it'll if it'll get you to stop, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It was that one. And then <laughs> And then they do the thing and what's her face? Just uh Cindy Lopper just by being near the thing. She starts speaking in tongues and the one guy can translate it or whatever, and it was saying like, Oh, all the psychic power in the universe, blah blah uh-huh. blah blah blah. Sure. Um 
there, a fight ensues, and then she touches the thing, and they think she's going to die or whatever, but instead it kills Louise. Louise goes off, she goes towards the light, and then she doesn't have her powers anymore. But she kills all the bad guys in the she meantime. Does. Yeah. She does. Oh, she kills she, all the bad she guys. She really the like uh, uh, the, the Lost Arks them, <gasps> the Ark of the oh. Covenants them, with yeah. lightning powers, I assume? I forgot. Kinda. She can do astral projecting, too, so she did that at one mm-hmm. point. And um, oh. when they, when they had her tied up in a separate place for Nick, and so she went to him and they talked, and then he overpowered some dude who was hanging on. I don't know. It's a whole it's, thing. It Just, seems it's like Sidney Lauper's powers in this film are not well defined. Her powers no, are very well defined. Nineteen eighties fashion. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the best part about Cindy Lauper in this movie is she plays Cindy Lauper in this mm-hmm. movie, like mm-hmm. to a T. They, they were like, hey, Lauper that with... that thing that's your whole life just don't change she a thing. She plays Cindy Lauper with more toned down yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. Are there other things that I forgot? And that you're supposed to add? Uh, they, they well at the add... at the the no. end. Yeah, what, they, they. I guess the end. They get <laughs> together. They do. They get well, together. Yeah. Wait, Nick Kroll and Cindy Lauper get together. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. Yeah. Saint Nicholas and, she, and she, Sydney Lauper bo- get together. Bloomers. Uh, and she hits. There's a impo- very important thing happens. Uh, so Louise, her her ghost brain is uh-huh. gone, but she hits her head, and she's the last shot of the movie is. Oh my God! Another voice. And he's like, Oh, uh, did Louise come back? And he's like, No, it's Peter Falk. And then they just look at the camera, and then it's the end of the movie. It's yeah, good. So Peter Man. Falk lives in her head now. My my initial reaction to that was like, oh, can you fucking imagine? And then my second reaction was like, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I can deal with that. I can see that. Fuck with yeah. this. I don't know what Louise was like, but Peter Falk could grow on you, maybe. <laughs> I felt a little yeah. creeped out by Peter Falk being in her brain, only because of the scene because he where tried to fuck her earlier. Well, yes, oh. the scene where they're all in the tents and Nick rejects her, and he's like, well, uh, kind of like, well. Let me see what my chances are. It was kind of like the idea. It's like, hey, mm, the second best man. is sometimes the best. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so yeah, this gross. leads to a question: Does this mean that Peter Falk is going to watch them have sex? I was yeah. gonna say, if anything, That's Peter Falk gets thinking. to experience having sex with bloomers, which, Ooh. like, I like a version where he wants that mm. from the get go. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is my chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, I half asked the. Uh, <laughs> The synopsis. No, I, um, I think that this movie is perhaps just very confusing. This yes. is only my hundred and seventy first one. I, I, it's, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the know, problem. All in due time. I think the problem, Jess, isn't you. The problem is that the movie's a little chaotic, and if you haven't actually seen it, it's hard. Mm. Well, it's also yeah. it's yeah. difficult when you're so excited and you just want to tell everybody everything yeah. because you really love the movie. We've all been there at least once on this yeah, beautiful we, show. We, yeah, we have. <laughs> Weird. So I, I think I think now is the part of the um, movie or sorry movie podcast where we dissect uh-huh. the little bits. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, like Jess, you're you have like segments and shit. Like every other time yeah, I've been on the pod, we, we, we haven't had segments. The little it's, bit. It's well, mostly. <laughs> It's a new it's world order, my friend. Yeah, oh, I guess yeah. I guess it has been a while since I, I Jess, was on. So. Jess is Hulk Hogan. Zach is Kevin Nash, and I am Razor Ramon in the new world. Mother. I think that. Oh. Ah, you know those roles all check out. If I'm being honest, yeah. Yep. 
You are big sexy, my friend. I don't take be. a back seat Thank to you, anyone. Sir. I do have the skin of a hot dog. <laughs> Can I be and much I better hair? Greasy much man better. who loves a toothpick, so. Uh, Can I be Paul Bearer in this situation? Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Yeah, awesome. You would have to be. <laughs> it's the only thing I know. I literally know literally <laughs> nothing else about wrestling. Okay. So, I know, uh, I've, I know I've already yeah. said a lot of stuff, but yeah. um, I just... Please. I just want to talk about how Cindy Lauper <laughs> is a psychic in this, and she's also a psychic in the show Bones, yes. where she plays a psychic yes. called Avalon. Yep. And I, when I w- remember watching that show, and I forgot what the name of her character was in Vibes, and I just mm-hmm. thought it was like an homage to that, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they use the same name. But then I like Googled everything because I couldn't remember the two, and I was like, yeah. nothing, nothing was the same. It was very no, no, not the same name. It definitely is an homage, though. Oh, it's the same 100%. character. Yeah, like, it has to be the same, the same thing. Like they, yeah. they knew that that was a thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, of Bones course they is kind of fucking wild. It turns out. Oh, Bones it turns out Bones is a wild fucking They show. did a Sleepy Hollow crossover. There was a zoot suit double feature <laughs> at the end of season four. Bones is maybe top five best shows that have ever been on television. I ever. Do. Bones is crazy good. <laughs> there is no way that's possible. It. I, I assume you haven't watched Bones because let me tell you. Uh, one of the De- one of the Deschanel's is in that too, right? Emily, Emily, the less the good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I know so little about the Deschanel's, so. Emily is married to Rickety Cricket from that's right. Sunny. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh. Everything about that show fucks. Uh, yeah. Even David Borealis? <laughs> David Borealis is, like, weirdly yes. tolerable in that. David yeah. Borealis? Yeah. That's no, what I said. Great. Yeah, no. No, he, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, he, 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 he is situated entirely <laughs> he, within my kitchen. At, he, this, yeah. at this time of year. Well, much, <laughs> much like the Aurora Borealis, David Borealis's presence on network television will never go away. It's true. So. <laughs> but it shows up sporadically. Like, if you go looking for it, it's not there, mm-hmm. but it just comes yeah, up. Yeah, you really need long. a good magnetosphere. Yeah, you can only find it on certain networks during certain times of the year. Yeah. So, He's got to yeah. have a great agent. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The yep. dude prints 100 episode shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he really yeah. does. Yeah. Got them resumed. Um, yes. Coming in for me. Do you mind if I talk about my favorite thing about the movie vibes? Please. You're it's, allowed okay. now. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not uh, uh, this is a kind of a two parter and it's not necessarily anything on screen. But hmm. the movie was originally planned <laughs> to be Cindy Lauper and Dan Aykroyd as the two main characters. Ooh. And, and Dan Aykroyd that. tried to. Dan Aykroyd tried to big balls the studio and he was like, oh, I met Cindy and I don't like Cindy. And they went, oh, okay, well, you don't have to be in the movie then. We do uh, like so Cindy. Dan a- I yeah, we- am so happy about that because it turns out that Dan Aykroyd is not that great. No, but yeah. this was like the peak of his fame. Like the fact that they were like, we pick Cindy over you, Ghostbusters guy, SNL guy, like get fucked. That's, that's great. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, and uh, he went on, on to go find some crystal skulls, and then he made shitty vodka that went all the way to China. He did not. Hole in his heart that went all the way to China, and then some That's some, the some problematic song. sounds. Yeah, you get that sometimes in the eighties. Um, I'm not on a, on a slightly sadder I'm cer- note. I'm not certain why that song was the the bespoke song for this movie because it had nothing to do with China at all. It took place yeah, in Ecuador. I, 
I feel like Cindy just had a song sitting I on the back burner. And, and yeah, also all... there's, you know, the 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 not so subtle racism of anywhere that's not America that is foreign is close enough. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 It's um, a thing. Here's it's true. Here's another another casting thing that's a little not as fun. Uh Goldblum and Cindy Lauper hated each other. Doesn't surprise yeah. me. That yeah, seemed... they did not get along at it all. It shows in the movie. Their yeah. chemistry is shit garbage. <laughs> yep. Yep, sure Every is. time they're supposed to love each other, you can tell they're just like, can I go back to my trailer and be fucking done with this? Like, Do I, just, they I don't want to have to be time. within 10 feet of this person. Yeah, mm. Cindy they're Cindy both... was doing Cindy. Like... Oh, she's not an actress. I mean, that's not her main right, thing. Right, she's, she's so... not. And she's I doing... think Bloomers, Bloomers was very serious. She's doing and well. Doing... Yeah. She was doing her, which like you know, yeah. she I'm did sorry. well, of course. Zach, do you want to dial that back? And you're saying that Jeff Goldblum was taking this very serious. Okay, did you watch his performance? One of yeah, <laughs> one of my like main thoughts for this was his persona now is so over the top and crazy, mm-hmm. and he was honestly like more subtle and nuanced, maybe as a person. What year as was well, this? But by the definitely way. in this movie. 1988. 88. 88. So, yeah, like, I mean, this is, this is, like, Goldblum is is on the ascent, I would say. Yeah, like, around the fly. I feel like the other movie he made this year was Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, oh so he's yes. not even on the ascent yet. He's, this was he's his, still, like, yeah, yeah. he's still nascent. Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did he also make Transylvania 6 9,000 oh, this year? Because that was around this time, too. <laughs> or 6 5,000, I, I can't remember. I don't know, like, I mean... Maybe it's that Cindy Lauper isn't an actor. Like it could have been that, where it's just like I was watching him against her and going like, all right, he's at least trying to do the stuff. He's like listening to her mm-hmm. and reacting to her. And Cindy Lauper is in her own fucking world the whole time. Mm-hmm. And again, like good for her, she's doing her thing, and I think that's what they wanted, obviously. But like, I, eh. my thoughts on Jeff Goldblum's performance in this movie is he was giving ten pounds of performance in a five pound bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. You did, it, you did like, mention that. Like, see, I feel yep, like that's nine, his current mm-hmm. thing. Like, that's that feels to me he, yeah, what he does what he now did. all the time. Yeah, that was this movie too, Zach. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, uh, yeah. I know this movie's not good, but it has like a a campy, like nostalgic no, no. kind of like bullshit thing for me, and I, that's why sure. I love it, and that's why I was like, you guys need to do this movie. Oh, just very... I will defend to the death Polly Shore movies for this. <laughs> oh, I also like, love Polly Shore movies. Exactly, no, they yes, are categorically I... terrible. But mm-hmm. like, I will never give up on them because of. Yes, I'm with you. Thing. Like, I think that the the this only makes sense if you if they're doing these performances like this. It's oh, just, yeah. for whatever reason, it didn't oh, click yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, it it this movie demands a bit of goof from everybody. A bit yeah. of like, don't take this too seriously, uh, mm-hmm. because it would have been fucking weird otherwise. Yeah. Now on to Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh my god! So yeah. here's the real meat. My so Peter Falk uh-huh. on top of being Columbo is very famous from the '70s for making incredibly understated character movies, like very like real low understated. budget indie. He yeah, he is a mm-hmm. famously understated actor. Like his whole deal is that he is very yeah. naturalistic. Yeah. And he does that in this movie, and he stands next to two literal Roman candles just going off at the lens. And <laughs> it's like <laughs> two like caricatures of human beings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is so it's like uh, and like yeah, yeah. 
that that and they're out. giving really good like campy over the top performances and he's giving a really like simple understated performance and it just it they can't coexist is yeah something yeah. had to give peter falk needed to get crazier that's all i'm saying i hmm. think that would have been better but yeah that makes sense um like he he's yeah he needed to be crazier yeah um the one line that i really liked the most was when at the beginning of the tds romantic subplot mm. um disapprove cindy lopper cindy lopper says to bloomers he's saying something in a very bloomers-esque sort of shakespearean way and he says bosom to her and he and she says mid bosom i love the way you talk you probably also say penis and i i had to literally pause the movie and go instead of what is it Wiener. Dick? Wiener. is it cock no. is it what is it what dick, is she getting dick, at dick. i don't know what it is but i i fucking love her like way to cut him down on that immediately like yeah. look at you silly bitch over here so, <laughs> so it's one of these so jared doesn't when i watch tv he doesn't watch tv he just like kind of oh. has his headphone off slightly and like here's a little I mean, bit friend of the show jared what's mm-hmm. that friend of the show jared Sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> Jess, it's your show. You should know this. <laughs> He's a friend, wink of the show. Uh, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, he was he was watching the the TV. And he was like, he's like, she doesn't have any dresses that aren't booby dresses, does she? I was like, it's the eighties, and her dresses are fabulous. How dare you leave her alone? Yep. She's also, I don't know if it's just because Goldblum is a, a gawky giant monster, yeah. but she is so small. She is just a petite woman, though. I think she is very small and short. I, and yeah, I think she's got to be like 5'1". Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. love that she calls him Stretch. I feel. I want to say I feel <laughs> like that was a... Ad lib? And Yes, thank you. Mm. Thank you. That was like an ad lib line. Yes. She calls him Stretcherino, I think. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. the sound yeah. of that. <laughs> Yes. From see, what I can, from what I can see, it was an ad lib. I feel yeah. like, yeah, that. So this is, I mean, and Lee mentioned this. Like, I feel like this movie, if they had hit it off, and like, there's a version of the universe in which they like liked each other, and they even dated after this oh, movie. That would have been beautiful. I would have loved. Can it. you fucking imagine how crazy this movie would have been if they had like more chemistry and could like actually play off of each other? I absolutely <laughs> oh. see them being the kind of people who would like get in like a nasty domestic dispute in which like one or the other of them was like holding a silver knife to the other one's throat. <laughs> they both are crazy people for sure. Yeah. It has to, it has to be silver, but it turns it out that it's Nick, that it's nickel silver. So it doesn't Ooh. actually stop the werewolf. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that's bloomers. a bummer. Cause they think they're werewolves. Which? Wait, really quick. Which one of them is more likely to be a werewolf? I think it's Cindy. Oh. I think because Bloomers has that big chest. And yeah, shoulders. and that's why it's a red herring that he's yeah. a werewolf. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you know, as Agatha Christie said, did we just said, write our own version of Vibes where it's about werewolves? I mean, well, it would be the third now, Seth's and the real one, <laughs> right, and right? Our collective, yeah. and that one about the the. The, what did I say? The the shore lads or whatever. The oh fuck. yeah, I guess it's like the sixth one. Yeah, <laughs> the roaming vibrator salesman. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't. So the the said. only other thing that really struck me, I think the most interesting. Ah, uh, the part sand of this lads. Movie, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the the thing that I didn't realize until the very end, and it was, I was really taken by this. 
this movie presupposes that psychics are real in every possible way. How dare like, you? Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Like a dumber version is of that, this, or like, like a more that obvious that? version of this is like the, the TV show psych where like the, the conceit at the end is mm-hmm. like, they're not real psychics and they're just using like perception of like right. actual things. But that like are happening. holding but it, a physical object in your hand and being like, I know that you banged another dude is, is kind of like a weird thing. He could right? have been, like, been a lucky guesser. Right, no, been, exactly. I, are you, I absolutely agree are you that suggesting, he kind of just that his yeah. lady was a no, but it's, philanderer. Like, I feel oh. like where psychics exists. Philanderics oh, when yeah. it's a lady. Mm. Wait, where it? psychics exist. In... Oh, I, no, I just thought it sounded funny. <laughs> Do, do you want to get into suffixes? Do not, no, like, we don't care. Uh, no, oh no my one God, does. We don't care. All right, because where, where psychics happen in TV. See, and this movies, is why I'm only a almost... guest because I would definitely go off on like a linguistic tirade talking about. I like, know, sweetie. Different... This is why we only have you on every ten episodes. Yeah, how so. <laughs> it'd be like dictator and dictate tricks and that sort of thing. So Zach, yeah, I want to just make it clear here. You're upset that the movie treated the idea that psychics are real like the con- you're upset that the conceit of the movie exists no i love that that is the premise oh okay yes i, I, I think it would have been more obvious and kind of like oh if they were just like faking it the whole time i genuinely love that they were just like psychics are real and this is the whole thing and we got to the end and psychics continue to be real and that was like the if, entire universe that we live in in this movie and no one ever said a fucking thing in the other direction like I think Weird if um, <laughs> if Aykroyd was in this movie, even though he does believe in psychics and stuff in real life, yeah. your the other version you just thought of would have made more sense for him, where it's just like, yeah. oh, this way, and right. then, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's yeah. all kind of a lark. Yeah, yeah. No, I it just I didn't realize until the end that like, oh, we're really going through with this whole thing. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, you want to uh, talk about personally? The... I like to li- believe in a more magical universe, but that's fine. Like, no, you can, certainly you, you can. You can suck. Like that's fine. I mean, they <sighs> rude. Uh, they... <laughs> they oh, started oh, the sorry. Movie... As the guest, I guess I I can't be. Um... Yeah, fucking no, you know your role. A... Uh... <laughs> Stay in your you lane, can... asshole. You can be as antagonistic as you want, baby. Aw, oh, thanks, okay. Jess. Yeah. You've been awarded the antagonism medal. Uh, <laughs> Those warm, dulcet tones I just heard. Yeah, uh, Lee, you wanted to talk about the writer of this movie, as I recall. Oh, Seth mm-hmm. and Zach and Jess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the writer of this movie, and this is his fourth film on the show. <gasps> Babalu Mando. Oh. oh my God! I clearly remember him. <laughs> yeah. As the host, it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. He 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 wrote uh, fucking Multiplicity and <gasps> Night Shift and Gung Ho, and and since all of these shows have all these movies have been on the show at least in the last well during quarantine at least, uh, I do want to nominate him as the least remembered screenwriter of all time. Yeah, really. Aww. You know, I I was looking when you mentioned this to me earlier. He's most I was looking. Yeah, I was looking through his catalog and I was like, oh. He's done a lot of middling kind of shit, but like a lot, lot of middling kind of shit, like a mm-hmm. ton of it. Do you yeah. really like Multiplicity too? Oh boy! Well, I assume you remember that episode where we watched Multiplicity, and we all. I know, liked I know, it. I know. You didn't like it, but I, you know me. Got to be contrary. Love, love, that's love. True. That's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, remember how Andy McDowell gets raped three times? Yeah. Because that happened in By people that are maybe Michael Keaton, but probably not. Yeah. Oof. 
So we all agree that movie is problematic. Yeah, uh, anyway, a lot of movies um, are problematic, and that's I don't, true. That's, that's true. not the bit not I love vibes. about it. Vibes isn't problematic, well, except for all of the like Orientalism. But you know, <laughs> ah, call yeah. Edward Said because oh boy, yeah, he's oh, the phone's ringing in his casket or something. <laughs> Do they put phones in caskets? Not, I doubt not it. anymore. Oh, there, there no. was a period where you where you did do that. Um, in wow. case in case you buried well, you somebody little... alive. It's a bell. The, the no, bell it's a bell. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Jess. Bell, damn it. Mm-hmm. Bell, I would want a phone, like a dedicated landline. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Ronald Reagan has one. Probably. In He's going to wake up yeah. in 50 years when his alien body. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Could I? Is... Do you guys think I could get, uh, like, my if I were going to get buried, could I have a a phone put on my tombstone that is constantly ringing. Hey, bud, we're going to bury you. So, like, yeah, you can have whatever you so, want. So, so you wanted the most antagonistic possible burial. I want a phone that's on my tombstone that's constantly ringing and a phone line that's clearly going into the ground, mm-hmm. into the grave. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this mostly because they're going to have other funerals, like, years after you're dead, and they're going to, people, like... Like, you know, 70, 80 yards away, and they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Well, somebody get Listen, that estate, goddamn phone. <laughs> his estate pays us five bucks a month. We're not turning it off. Yeah, this keeps no. the, he keeps the place running. His estate paid for 150 years of this shit. I don't, we can't turn it off. It's in his will. The prepaid. <laughs> and I, I think that it shouldn't be constant ringing. I think it should be, like, reasonably intermittent. intermittent. Yeah, because so you can't predict oh, it. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. yeah I, I like well, okay, but before you die, you have to pre-record, like, eight or nine hundred different things so when somebody inevitably picks it up it's like a new Deal, thing every right. time yeah, yeah hey one more thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't forget to pay my phone bill <laughs> because gonna... why should lee stop being antagonistic in death there you go it's yep. exactly yeah. it's the one thing he wants <laughs> it's great uh, all right let's rate this piece of Sweet something um okay IMDb. Uh, oh, actually, Lee, you want to talk about money really quick before we read it? I, I do really yeah. quick. <laughs> What's the money? It seems uh, appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Budget. Uh-huh. $18 million. $18 million. Okay. Oh, my. In 88? Jess is 86? making a surprised face. <laughs> In 88. 88. Yeah. Huh. Anybody want to guess what the uh, what the box office was? Um, I know what it was. <laughs> $600,000. 13. About three times that much, Jess. <laughs> it just seemed like it should be low. Yeah, it was $1,883,000. Oh, they lost $17 million Seth, on Seth, this? Seth, you guessed $13 million? Uh, That's not possible. There's no way. Yeah. No. I was just trying to give uh, them yeah. the benefit of the doubt, but oh my God. You would think with Bloomers and Cindy Lauper, you could have pulled out Yeah, more but than again, Bloomers had just been dollars. in Earth Girls Are Easy. Like, have ooh. you seen the yeah. trailer for that, though? Mm. Yeah, but Sidney Lappert was like very famous at this point. It, yeah, yeah. Was '88 still like the height of Cindy Lauper? I feel like so late. Uh, oh. Girls Just Want to Have Fun came out in 1983. Mm-hmm. And so, late. yeah, so like I, I think she put out an album that year that was called "The Night to Remember" that didn't have as many hits on it mm. um, as some. So she of, was starting other... to like become a little yeah, less. Relevant. I mean, she was pretty active she put out a, a what do you call it uh ep or 
no, the 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 thing where you do a, a all your famous like a greatest hits. A best Thank of, you. Sorry. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure. Uh, in nineteen ninety four, which is called Seven oh. Deadly Sins, spelled C Y N S. Love it. I know, I love it too. Um, and most of them off that album were from the first album, uh, nineteen eighty three. There were like five or six. So like, she didn't have a ton of stuff after that. That's really fun like, to put out a greatest hits. That's almost just that one album that was pretty well, good. <laughs> no, but I mean, she like she did a lot of other things. It's just that yeah. like, she she just did it so right the first time. And then True sure, Colors sure. was really good, which I forget which year that came out in. Um, wow, real real opera head over dude, here. Dude, I love her. I fucking <laughs> love her. I was her for Halloween yeah, are last not, year. What, are yeah, you yeah, aware of this? Uh, Jess, would you say <laughs> that you have Sydney Lopperacy? Yes, I would. I would say that. There it is. We got to put you on an island with all the other ones. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's called 12 Deadly Sins. What did I say? Seven, because yours made more sense. Yeah, 12 doesn't make sense, but like, that's oh, fine. I, I thought mean, I, I might have said 11 by there. accident. I meant 12. I meant 12 Deadly Sins. I really got to pat myself on the back for that Sydney Lopperacy. Uh, that was very good. I'm, I'm very oh. happy about coming up with diseases <laughs> based off of famous people's names. That was quite good, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, right. She did do. I so sorry. Sorry for the tangent. It's quite a. Oh, I don't. We are fully. Jess, have you ever heard the Roy Orbison? I drove all night. Jeez, oh, you guys are deep in the weeds. You got it. You so got it. You guys ever heard farts coming out it's of my? Him. He drags you down. Butthole. All right. You guys, uh, you gotta rate this. You gotta rate this. Yeah, let's do it. Vibes, the movie on IMDb has <laughs> thirty four hundred ratings. Uh huh. White low. Almost none. That's that pretty much nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I forget uh, from all the other times we've rated movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, rating is five point seven, uh, which I seems close. these yeah. people yes. are monsters and wrong. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Jess, one. as our host, would you like to go first? Yeah. Ah, uh, the the original. Yeah. The real movie. If you want to. Sure. Either Both. either way. You got also have to rate me. That's the whole conceit but you have to right. rate the but movie and then everything? seth as a person yeah for, me as I a for, person i'm a monster listen, i forget for for how we do it from you know the last episode we did last week yeah I, yeah right. i do yeah. both ratings now or do we just do it yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Nope, you do both you do them both whichever now. order you you know what else yeah. you may have forgotten since last week stop touching the microphone yeah we... oh yeah another thing we try not to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. I had Believe a bit of wine, and I'm feeling very karaoke. How dare you? No, I could tell. I could tell you're getting ready Just, to bust out some Just if I could turn Cindy. back time, <laughs> that is share. Share, yeah. I know. Time after time. How dare you? I just that's my karaoke song. Yeah, yeah I I anyway. sing um uh do you believe I sing, I sing believe oh because that one's do you a good have one. them turn up the auto tune that's yeah, tough you got to go to the right karaoke bar for that yeah you do well I mean I mostly went to Jim Jim Jablong in in uh, do you Korea, know how good so. you did guys shut the fuck up just <laughs> okay, do you want to know how good you did I mean not really because I feel like it's it's just it's gonna, not gonna be good it's gonna absolutely <laughs> fuck my delta like. Just just might fuck you down. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw some shit up. So I really I told you I really love this movie. Um, I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but it I has a lot of nostalgia for when I was a child, and I really love Cyndi Lauper. And even though her performance is that of a singer doing uh, cinema, who was not like we didn't continue to do it. It's not like she 
yeah Only hey you, got better you saw the, the the man who fell to earth like you know how even david bowie did in this as i recall i was gonna say share for fuck's sake yeah, yeah. Oh, which is a beastwick share is oscar have we done mermaids have i forgotten have we done mermaids no we, we have not done do mermaids mermaids okay well we gotta put it on the list yes okay anyway um <laughs> it this was i feel like this is like a seven or an eight for me so i'll probably give it like a seven and a half this movie the i original. really like it yes mm-hmm. okay what yes. seven seven five yes. okay okay for me mm-hmm. that seems right yep um, how about seth's movie what do you how do you feel so the movie wasn't terrible, but it's, it's just... pretty bad. It was bad. It was <laughs> awful. It wasn't. It wasn't. I would see it, especially if it was in a 4D theater. But um, oh. I, but I very, I very, I just very love Steve. I love Steve Buscemi. I don't love him being the main character in a movie that I know that it was really a Cindy vehicle. And so uh. I, I think, I'm sorry. I think you get like a five and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That. I, Jess, as the host of the show, I'm surprised that you think that that's a bad score. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's bad compared to the, the other one. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's it watchable. Sometimes. I wouldn't I wouldn't give it like a three and a half or a two or, a, you know, it's not, it's not shit. Oh, we've gone to the depths for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. But I don't, I don't feel that way about what he's putting down. Mm-hmm. Sure, no, I agree. I, I'm not proud of what I did either. So, like, yeah, this yeah. seems... I'm proud of a lot of what this, i've done this uh this seems entirely reasonable it uh it was definitely a uh desperation move because man i just did not have it in the tank today so yeah. it's okay well you're you're a guest and you don't do this very often so yeah it, that's true it is yep. it is hard to come up with good material i yeah. understand yeah i definitely it's don't do it every third week <laughs> we'll know. have you back in it's another okay. 12 or 14 weeks yeah. it's yeah. fine it's okay we'll bring you back in after this 200 this is just my opinion the boys may have thought you did better so it's uh, fine yeah well lee how do you feel tell us yeah but, uh, so i i feel like i have to to mention uh the the energy of the room is really swaying me on both movies because <laughs> uh seth mm-hmm. I thought your movie was quite good. It was I enjoyed it uh, a lot, but you're just like fucking uh Paul Giamatti level of pitching this movie <laughs> of just like Hey, hey, it's yeah. sideways. It kind of sucks. This yeah. this movie is your Merlot. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you had your material and you were like, "Yeah, but it's terrible and I hate you know, it." But it's the like thing so was inspired... that I didn't like I, I, I no, we already we've we've been there. Already. No, but I, so I, I like the I you... like the I like the incredibly pretentious part of turning off the visual all the time. My partner mm-hmm. like just that. said as I described it just before we started recording, she said, Oh god, like that just sounds pretentious as shit. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it, it it is. It's not great. It's 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 a gimmick. I actually really Man, you run these by your partner? That, That's though. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy that I share things with anyway. Her. <laughs> His partner will listen still. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> instead of giving you a seven like I was going to, because your energy <sighs> dragged me down so much, I'm going to give you a six. Wow. Ooh, girl. Wow. Okay. okay. And Vibes, the real movie, Uh-oh. which I think I said to Zach while watching it, wow, Zach, this movie is bad. Um <laughs> I would have probably given a four two, but Jess's energy brought it all the way up to a five and a half for me. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. That's so fuck. good, y'all. That's so, a that's a real thing. 
No, that. Also, don't feel bad. You won't lose your job. I'm not going to fire you just because you give it a lower score. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Just the CEO and president of this podcast. The CEO, um... the CFO, the. <laughs> yeah. She's got like a 90% stakeholder. The this, chief yeah. in faking yeah, movies. It's CEO, fine. Yeah. CFO, NCIS, CSI, New York. Uh, which is the character in this movie. Wow. Yeah. I, mm. I gotta say, Lee, like I I had the same experience. It It's kind of like watching... I mean, you, you guys have made me watch some like real shit movies, but <laughs> when you watch it with a person or even experience it like separately but talk about it with a person and they bring excitement to it it does somehow like heighten the experience yeah. seeing vibes through jess's eyes made mm-hmm. a big difference yeah seeing yeah. vibes through my eyes was like taking a diarrhea 800 times in a row but seeing it through jess's eyes was like that's, that's a know, bit maybe much, like four times in a row man, it's like, like not that bad to mail you my eyeballs it's so like that you could see it through my eyes this really is an eyes no, i already have Jerry. so yeah i yeah <laughs> there you go i already have jerry orbach's eyes so it's, uh, <laughs> jesus yeah. christ uh, so Seth, remember those billboards. Speaking of Laura Mars's eyes, uh, I'll start with your movie. Um, yeah, that's I, it. Did end up being kind of like that. Yeah, it was similar. I like sensory, weird, artsy shit. Like yeah. you thought that was a detractor. I think that. Oh no, me. I don't think it's a detractor. I love oh. that. I think that that is yeah. the thing that makes this movie great. You kept saying me. pretentious. I think. It's, yeah, but uh, I am pretentious, I and I I live in that. I vibe but in I, that. I, I think we're all pretentious. I think that's our thing. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was totally into it. Um, I'm going to give you like a seven. I Yeah. Hey, I guess think, what? Again, it, Zach the sales is pitch... now the number one host of this show in my eyes. Whoa. Climbing in that your line. eyes. Oh, light no, I, yeah, Zach you, is... you undersold it. You, you undersold it so much. Uh, I don't know. I, I felt, had I had a weird doing... day. I, I felt really off about it. So I, I get that. Zach is doing his review outside your window in a trench coat with a boombox. Mm. That's all I'm getting. I am, at. Mm. I am your Cusack. Uh, let you want to ski battle or no? Never mind. Um, oh, love that movie. So, not, moving not on. Good. Love that movie. The OG. How dare you? The OG. See, Jess, this is me and your Venn diagram. <laughs> I know. Okay, but then mine veers off into the deeper John Cusack nonsense. You hit like the mogul and went into one a crazy yeah. summer. And well, of beyond. course, one crazy summer. It's one crazy summer is Savage Steve Holland's follow up to That's Better so Off Dead. Zach, please. Right. God, I wish I could. Yeah. See, we're all disruptive. <laughs> How dare you? I okay, so I I definitely felt the Jess hubris effect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, though I will, I I don't have the transcript in front of me, but I messaged Lee. Uh, when I finished this movie and said, this is nothing. This movie, like I have, I I have watched movies for this podcast and like, you know, cleaned the whole house or cooked some shit or something. Yeah, like rumble fish and shit. Oh yeah. uh, Here we go. I'm sorry, but I just had, yo, this quoting Zach. Yo, I straight up hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing. It's It's not bad. Good. It's not like slightly redeemable because of any character or cool treasure hunting. It's just absolutely nothing. Yep. <laughs> that was the thing. That's exactly the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That's no. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I it, again. I was pitting it against like it, like uh, if Nick Cage. If you, this was na- this is proto national treasure and like national you, treasure does this so much better. You mm-hmm. too won't lose your job. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. I genuinely. I didn't even hate this movie. I felt nothing about it it was just it didn't even that's fine uh 
Yeah, I'm going like a 2.4, I think, mm. is oh, the boy. most like, Thank wow. you, sir, for saving this. my Delta. Number one <laughs> You're welcome. of You're faking welcome. movies. Yes, yes, yes. Can we get a shirt made that just like fucked my delta or something? Like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. No, it'll it'll say <laughs> you fucked my delta. <laughs> yeah, it's just a picture Jess. of delta. Picture just delta Burke smiling. Just a picture of Jess with two thumbs up. <laughs> no, it's delta Burke smiling. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. Sure. I don't think that's anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, as as the CEO of this podcast, you have to know everything is something. We don't yuck See, any Whereas my no. partner on an yes, almost daily everything. basis I... tells me not everything is something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As the minority. Uh, well, yeah, as the CEO, she has a vision, but as the CFO, she has to cut us down sometimes. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Um, I know, I understand. It's not great, It's but it's I still like it. I if the, I, I will I will totally accept that if it is a movie that you love from a different era and you continue yeah, to love it's that like is your totally Star fun. Trek yeah. four you're my Star Trek four sure, sure it's it's sure. not my Star Trek four um if, if Ooh, you guys what really is your Star Trek four the movie Gold Diggers oh. <sighs> wait no I'm thinking of Heartbreakers is I this I was thinking of uh, Matthew McConaughey's the this is um... <laughs> do none of you guys know the movie Gold Diggers? Is it Anna like Gold Diggers of 1939? Is Anna okay, Klumsky no, not Christina the musical? Ricci. It is from... a oh, I love both of those people. How dare you? Well, Jess, you just really? fucking ruined it. But yeah, I'm not gonna remember oh. that. So I, I know I'll, you're not. I'll, I'll fake it or whatever. I'll I'll put that on. I want to watch that movie. That sounds dope as fuck. Maybe maybe I could finally convince friend of the show Eva to come back on because it wouldn't it be great for her to do? Has she seen the it? Goonies and the ask other her. Goonies? Go ask her. Well, later. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, when I, get a I actively hate the Goonies, so um, here we go. That's true. That's true. Okay. It's... Okay. Noted on the spreadsheet. Okay. Well, um, anyway, enough metadata. On. Let's. Yep. I uh... think it's. I think it's a. I. I would. But... I don't know if other people would describe it as such, but. Mm-hmm. We'll have you back on. Uh, seems great. Uh, so next week we have Lee doing Just Cause, a thing we decided two and a half. Yeah, it's got Sean podcast. Connery in it for some goddamn reason. Yeah, strap in, friends. We're and doing uh, that. and Cowboy Curtis. In. So mm-hmm. sure Ooh. enough, yep. Yep. there we go. Yeah. So, um, Jess, it's Jess, your time you for give the tagline. Uh, you want to take us out tonight, you remember, uh, Jess? You remember classic, the tagline mm-hmm. for the podcast, right? Yeah, your classic catchphrase yeah. that you say at the end of every episode. Yes, classic catchphrase. Welcome to the Rock. There it is. All right, <laughs> make it got. like you stole it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice, nice, no, nice. <laughs> no, but for real. Yeah, it's uh, I'll watch what she's watching. But, yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> we're gonna take the first. No, that's <laughs> gotta be new. Y'all didn't used to say that. Uh, no, we didn't. That's no, true. I think that was <laughs> about episode you. like one forty or something. I don't. Y'all know, know I don't yeah. listen. I know. This I is the conceit to... of you taking it's, over the podcast. It's it's not you. I don't listen to podcasts. All right. Wait, we we've all stopped recording. I haven't at this yet, point, but right? I'm going to. Oh, now. I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't either, so I'm gonna do that now.